Yeah, like uh, over 50% of our population is women. Mm-hmm. Yet only 7% is financially included, right? Uh, 19% of all loans go to women only in Pakistan. And like we're, we're big on lending. Like there's a lot of lending, yeah. borrowing happening over there. Um, but only 19% of those loans go to women. And if you the SME sector, it's only 3% of SME kind of loans go to women. And you know for a fact being you know, sort of like with you know having worked with and talked to a lot of these players is because there's a lot of SME businesses that are women-led and there's a lot of acceleration yeah. happening and they can but you know a lot of those programs are supporting them but yet formal finance ki and this they're still excluded. Hi everybody. Today I have a very special guest, Anisha. And uh, I think I know you since I2I Times. We've had a chance to interview Kulsum Lakhani as well, the founder of I2I, which still is the only female-led we see in Pakistan. But you've had a chance to work with two amazing organizations, Anusha. Uh, whether you call it the last four to five years in the fintech world, uh, now you are working with Uran as well. We're going to get more into that. And I feel like Uran is the only platform in my eyes that is working really like directly towards including women in the fintech space, like trying to make them more financially independent. Uh, and I think that's what really, you know, strikes to me here, Abhi Tak, you know, why is there only one platform? Why isn't, you know, like, why isn't it like a mainstream thing? Uh, but I'm really glad uh, that whatever you've been doing so far has been very much affiliated with, you know, youth-led initiatives, female empowerment. I think your entire journey has been just focused on that. So I think for me, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for coming. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm, I am a fan of everything you're doing. You should watch who can't say, you know, like you start up a Kida, Aya can't say. Because Kida, I think, tabse shuru hai, jab startups hote bhi nahi Pakistan mein. So how did that happen? <laughs> for sure. And it, it, it's really interesting. So, I mean, I want to say okay, it was something that was a calling and I always knew that this is exactly where I'm ending up. Um, I think I was in business school um, when I, you know, that's when you're thinking about your career. Seriously, And I think like any other, uh, you know, sort of business grad, my dream was very much the, you know, sort of cookie cutter. Uh, PNG used to come um, and do recruitment and we used to be like so in awe of all of our seniors who would make it into the management trainee program and then you know get um, a full permanent offer and and the dream was okay I'm going to go down that tra- trajectory Karachi move on I management training in Pakistan and then I'll get an international placement so that yeah. was the sort of career that I was kind of chasing um, and what ended up happening was I'd cleared the test recruitment and in the just the very first interview. That's very basic and it's like get to know you kind of interview. Mm-hmm. So like you, you clear very easily. I just I just flung that interview. I froze. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. It just did not um work out for me. And I think like um I think all meaningful change, at least in life, are like a lot of meaningful change in your life often comes in times about deep turmoil. Um, so something that I had been running towards and chasing my entire life, it collapsed all of a sudden. And then I was like, okay, I really need to think what else? What, what am I doing? Um, it was it was really interesting. Kuch, 
उस टाइम पे लाइक यू साइड लाइक आई बिन वेरी इन्वॉल्व विद mission driven things and like yeah. it's it's really interesting because a lot of times um it's also like i'm solving my own problems or problems mm-hmm. that i've faced right um so like when i was younger it was like okay what do i want to do what kind of impact that i want to leave mm-hmm. um and you know so i got involved with this um student led organization called isaac yeah and actually yeah. that's where my, <laughs> yeah that's where my that's where i first heard about startups that's where i first became really interested um in this space um, i was at a conference and one of the alumni they'd started their own um edtech startup um and i was just so uh, I, i was so blown away with the kind of mission that they were uh, you know sort of uh, going towards and also maybe obviously mm-hmm. women's education i am a woman so like you know everything has always been around that because i see those yeah. problems a lot more you know prominently wo mere zindagi mein bhi barriers rahe aur make like you know sort of us times or or kisi ke zindagi mein so i got involved like i i remember going to that conference they'd come and i remember just like you know sort of shooting my shot and just saying an email sending out an email and saying like listen i'd really like to work with you guys um as a first job and i remember like you know so getting in kathacha how much do you want to be paid and i was like bas ab mera fuel kar de i just want to work here like i i got really scolded by that mentor much later oh like God. that's not yeah. how you negotiate <laughs> yeah. um but 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 that's how i really got um in you know sort of into the startup space mm-hmm. um and uske baad se i think it's it's just been it, it it just made a lot of sense it made sense that all of my business training yeah um was coming to fruition where you know i was applying a lot of that stuff uh but without you know sort of that feeling of i'd done a couple of corporate um internships and just felt like this this work is not exciting mm-hmm. yeah. um like i don't know there's there's too many people doing the same kind of things and it, it's not really you know sort of driving me um to that mm-hmm. extent so that's how i arrived at it and since then um i think bahut si meri cheeze like a lot of my life has been about just having the right mentors and sponsors mm-hmm. who believed in me even before i believed in me or i saw those things in myself and so so having that you know so, so people have been a great multiplier and i think consume and i also first met through my first mm-hmm. boss right so like my first startup that i worked for you know sort of started wrapped up in five months and so i had nothing to do um and so he introduced me my mentor and my boss kind of introduced me to consume and it just made a lot of sense at that time as well i was part of the founding team um so like the first three four um people uh in uswakal waki mein koi accelerators hum accelerator the banne bhi uski usme aaye but like we quickly found out that the deal flow at that point in time was so um so the, the ecosystem was so nascent that you wouldn't get like a lot of um uh you know sort of pipeline mein aapko nahi milte the partners that would be ready for acceleration right mm-hmm. um so we were doing the job of uh, incubator as well and then yes. a lot of other people started yeah. playing into the mm-hmm. uh ecosystem as well so that's how it started um and i've never looked back since <laughs> yeah i think ek cheez i really have to highlight here this is one thing that i spoke to with meena as well i was like yaar log bolte hain you know x kareem x this x falana jo bhi in pakistan but i in my eyes there is an x i to i pata nahi kya but there is something about the team you know even though it wasn't a startup per se 
but the team, like the founding team, like you mentioned, and the spirit that you guys had, it was always like a very, very small team. It always has been. But jitni lean organization thi, utna bade, you know, like impact you guys created. And until now, until today. So I think it's yeah, no. do with, you know, Kulsum being the mentor and, you know, the absolutely together, but insane. Yeah, amazing. yeah. no, Kulsum's been really good at like, you know, sort of finding the right talent and taking mm-hmm. a bet on us. Um, and I think that she's also, she's one of those people, like Kulsum is family to me to this day. Like, I mean, it's, it's like way beyond, like she knew me when I was 21, yeah. 22. And oh like, God. she's seen me through my yeah. life at this point in time, right? Wow. When I started my career. Um, so uh, I, but what is really great about her, I think she's always been really good at finding really good talent um, mm-hmm. and being very good about letting us sort of come into our own, um, you know, sort of growing our careers, being uh, leading things um, and doing things our own way. Uh, so that that I think has really helped. So it's been one of those places that's been a very fun kind of place to work at and then mm-hmm. you're right like I've had some amazing colleagues and like the alumni now mm-hmm. from that um they're they've gone on to do some incredible things but they're also people that I you know consider lifelong friends right mm-hmm. like Essen and me for example we mm-hmm. like Essen is one of my like closest friends to this day like he's oh, my wow. confidant he's, he'll yeah. be confident he'll be the first person i'll talk things through mm-hmm. um and like you know i always say like like i'll do whatever whatever you want me to do but you i'll believe in and i think like generally i think world over mm-hmm. i think incubators and accelerators are kind of those spaces where a lot of people come and you're not necessarily a startup, but you're working so closely with other startups. So if you have a startup entrepreneurial that's often a good place to you know, sort mm-hmm. of germinate and you know sort of wow. accelerate that. And you'll mm-hmm. go on to do a lot of um, you know cool things yourself, like either run a startup of your own, or I think for all of us, a lot of us have been doing projects in a way that we're like, even if we're in companies we've been running startups within companies, right? Correct, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that this is what really matters a lot because I think it also shows you that it's very important to have like a secure leader, you know? If you have a secure team lead, these guys that I have in my team, they have the talent, they will do, you know, the job that they're expected to do, but they will go an extra mile when needed. And it's okay to let them explore on their own. I think missing in traditional workplaces is that, if you want to work or something, then it turns into a sort of an issue. Ki matlab, yeah. One brand and stick to this and stick to that. But uh, I think I can believe No, that. no. Yeah. That was one of the things, right? Like, and I think that's, that's what's truly visionary about, um, you know, when Kulsum was um you know sorry she's not really involved on the board level mm-hmm. um yeah. she's but even when i2i started like i think with the team and to this state i i believe like with the team as well she's been very always um invested in us doing other things as well um and passion projects and really exploring like you know sort of different 
talents and wearing many hats because she was very clear always that the more fulfilled or the more skilled we are in multiple things or fulfilled in life the more value we add anyways to our work the happier you are the more you work but also the more skill sets the more experiences you have you're doing you're bringing a lot of that innovation mm-hmm. back into work right and aksar you're right like it's unfortunate because um and this is like i think in pakistan khas taur pe like aksar mujhe lagta hai ki it's a great place to start your career off in mm-hmm. and you know sort of get your first 6 7 8 years of experience but then at the mid level you just hit the ceiling and that's often because a you don't have mentors or mm-hmm. maybe you have insecure bosses and then it's just like you put jagah nahi hai and people might not be promoting you um or giving you those kinds of challenges or you know sort of of things to really excellent so there there there's a weird kind of like you know talent gap in the mid like it's being worked on but you know it's it's mm-hmm. a blank and then we have executives right yes. um Correct. and a lot of times those executives will come from like up to here like the whole tag of like pakistani right like mm-hmm. it's almost like you have to exit to get that kind of experience and be able to come back as an executive yeah, yeah. it's very strange It um in my experience i've always felt like there's this been this gap of yeah uh, you know sort of middle management or like middle uh, mid career mid to senior ka jo gap hai to travel it's yeah. been very hard especially in the traditional उट UNDP if we talk about Acumen Fellow if we talk about Google Business Group and ye sari wo initiatives hain jo ke ek tarah se you learn a lot yaar you're part of these initiatives which again you know youth led women empowerment pe focus bahut zyada tha that social change you know wherever you are of course focusing more yeah. on Pakistan so how was that experience for you and ek masumana sawal jo ke logon ka aayega yaar ye opportunities milti kaise hain yaar how do i get in it seems too far fetched it seems too this it seems too that but looking at your experience you have been you know like treading a path one step after the other it wasn't like of course you mentioned ke mentors ka hona uh, and then you know like having that sort of a circle around you it always helps you know in terms of learning and having that experience and having that little bit of you know like initiative lene yeah. ka kiya you know it always helps but uh, yeah how is that for you Yeah no I think uh, I think a lot of things was so mere ek ethos hai aur wo ye hai ki jo cheez agar mujhe karni hai na to main uske piche badi zor se padti hu I I do I don't have any qualms about not coming off strong like I do things not by house I'm all in so I think that that not having that hang up has really helped so for a lot of these things it's just been like Listen, I'll call email, I'll call call, I'll talk to people yeah. who've been affiliated with, and I'll just like you know sort of in a very professional way slide into their DMs yes. <laughs> and be yes. like, like I I want it in very professional, respectful way. It's just like here's why I'm interested, and I really want to you know sort of uh, yeah. work with that. And I think people respond to that a lot of times. Yeah. I think a lot of times we discount the fact, like, and so this is like something tangentially related, but like. uh you know last month was kind of this time jab uh, full right the applications khuli hui mm-hmm. hoti hai and as a as a you know sort of alumni um every year i kind of you know sort of open up this offer like i'll work with students to you know sort of put their applications together and their 
and I'll do the review and all of that. But it is so, it's so clever because like, it, it's so cleverly, it's so strange um, that a lot of times people will ask you a lot of questions and be really invested, but they, they somehow forget, forget or skip the most important part, which is actually submitting the application, right? which is actually pursuing a thing. And so I think this is kind of related to that as well. For some reason, we'll be really interested, we'll follow things, and but when the opportunity application, we won't go and approach and you know, sort of say like, okay, this is what I want. Um, and this is, mm-hmm. how can I make it work? And so for a lot of these things, it's just been, hey, I'm really interested. This is why I'm interested. This is what yeah. I think I can bring. Um, and I would love to learn here. And so a lot of things, a lot of doors have opened up because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, again, like, you know, like people I've met. And so mentors and sponsors are great. But one thing that I also want to, you know, sort of, and this starts paying off, I think, um, this starts coming into play. You realize this much later in life. But to mentorship or like, you know, sort of networking or um a level upar se kar hota, right mm-hmm. like people that inspire you whose career trajectories inspire you you want to you know sort of um either join them or follow that or like you know emulate that kind of um trajectory but what's really really important is also like um horizontal networking right yes. your peers um and a lot of times you're all figuring out things at the same time but a lot of times my peers have really shown up way you see a lot of your hard work or your hustle or the things that your skill sets very closely and they can be actually really great champions for you as well um so i think that that kind of really um made a lot of uh sense but um and i think like it's just always talking to people like uh, knowing where these opportunities are it's about talking to people um figuring out okay, okay like you know here's where i'm struggling with or being very honest with what what i wanted to do what my aspirations were a lot of times it, it's been friends or like peers that have said like i think you can do this or i think you should do this and so yeah so a lot of times it's it's been that and then you know it's just been like okay if something makes sense and if i want something then i'm just i'm i'm all in i'll go chase it i love the fearlessness ah living for it and you say full right cuz since you mentioned already uh, that is also one masumana sawal you know we get a lot <laughs> so since you are someone who deals with that on an annual basis that you have for people who are aiming for full right ya phir aiming for you know such scholarships in the future um so yeah Absolutely. So um, I love helping people out with this because, you know, if I didn't have the Fulbright, I would never have been able to, you know, sort of go for a master's abroad and all of that. So as much as I can accelerate that for other people would love to do that. Um, But like in terms of tips, I think number one, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about like, oh, my GPA is not 3.7 or 3.8, so I can't apply or it's like I'm not really by you know sort of the standards of living like i've gone to the top school in pakistan maybe and yeah. so maybe i'm not financially needy enough to get a scholarship and all of that um so i think the number one tip is, the number one thing that i would want to clarify clarify and sort of is that it's not a merit based scholarship nor is it uh just a need based um mm-hmm. scholarship so it, it it's one of those scholarships that looks actually at your entire 
um, entire you know sort of trajectory like work, uh, academic, uh, who you are as a person. It looks at your profile holistically, and that's mm-hmm. how it, um, you know, sort of uh, that's how uh, how they evaluate applications, right? right? Um, so being on the panel as well, having you know sort of having interviewed for you know sort of candidates as well, and then helping people as well. Like one of the things that I um, I would say is it it's really important to know that there'll be two different kinds of candidates. Somebody might be academically really, really strong and that for the course that they want to study or the things that they want to study makes a lot of sense. Um, And so their academic background may, uh, may, you know, sort of uh, hold a lot more weightage than their work experience. But for somebody else, maybe uh, their academics experience is like, it's not a really high GPA. I had a very like, you know, sort of, um average cgpa mm-hmm. uh, but they've worked their work experience kind of you know really is relevant to where they want to go and the masters really makes sense for them to be able to um you know unlock the next steps in their career mm-hmm. um and then the obviously the personal statement is really really important um and i i think like the number one tip that i always tell people is don't write like i want to study masters in public administration or whatever like that should not be your opener there's just like you know so many i think there would be like about a thousand words and i i've heard that it's gone down to about like 750 to 800 words now so you have to make every word count and so try to start off with a very strong anecdote in terms of what really why really this particular field or subject Mm -hmm. um what about it is very personal to you and what because your personal story for how you relate to whatever you want to do in life um is very individual to you nobody can really many motivations my motivations say 100% same only and that's what really makes you stand out as a um as a candidate um and i think uski apart like there's just like go through their website there's a lot of faqs um that are very very you know sort of um detailed uh but in terms of just just be prepared with that and start your application process as early as possible mm-hmm. also find recommenders that truly will not just take a template and sign it but mm-hmm. can truly vouch for who you are as a person i think that makes a lot of sense so these are just like the top level tips. Mm-hmm. I won't go into everything else because no, that no, no. will be a whole different level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that, we'll probably need a separate session on its own. But yes. Yeah, I think coming back to your work experience, Anushay, if we can talk more about, because I think in the last five years or maybe more, mashallah, you've been really involved in the fintech space. So you worked with you, Microfinance Bank, and then now you are working with Uran as the head of uh, credit, new products and verification. So tell me more about Uran, because again, like I said in the beginning, I think Uran really caught my eye, uh, ache because of the mission, kids designed for the women, by the women. And I think the way it started off, you know, like how people had these traditional committees, like little, you know, like get togethers every month, all of these, you know, like our aunties and our moms and everybody used to get together. Next you know, So bringing that concept online. I think it was like yeah. completely localized sort of a platform. So I, in my eyes, I think that was like, wow, it's happening. And then Dusra, I think the trajectory that Uran has followed so far, right? Again, started off with focusing on women. Again, the main focus still lies there, but now focusing more towards the youth-led 
uh, initiatives as well that you are now working on. So tell me more about Uran, your journey with Uran. Why did Uran even like start off? I mean, of course, we all know the reason, but let's voice it out as much <laughs> as possible because we need that. Absolutely. So like, you know, so I'll, I'll pick up like my journey with Iran. Like, so when they started off around 2018 and we're doing a lot of their research and bringing up, I was a fan um, and, you know, so, so sort of working still uh, in the banking space. So I was in um, U Microfinance Bank, but like one of my um, portfolios that I was heading was like, you know, sort of digitization. And a lot of that work was again, like corporate came the startup but then right. it was like finding out like what were the cool new fintech startups and really you know sort of bringing and brokering partnerships with them um to be able to you know sort of financially include a lot more people right like that banks by the way they're structured or um their product offerings um you know they those people don't have access to them uh in microfinance key both specific target audience here um as well right like so you know sort of diversifying this and around was one of the you know sort of startups i was really watching and i was pursuing them for a long time for a partnership and what really impressed me throughout was um halima the founders you know sort of uh she was very very fiercely protective of the customer right and, and that's what makes fintech so special right like they will go out of their way to address customer needs that you know the traditional banking industry is not being able to and she was very fiercely loyal to the fact that this partnership will not make sense unless certain you know sort of compliance or regulatory issues uh were sorted where it was truly create creating uh a, you know sort of value add or convenience or, or making sense for her customers which was like a lot of it's women first, right? So um, account opening came good, right? Like they can't travel, they don't want to travel to a Kriana store to do their biometric for a mobile wallet account, certain limits, so how do we work around those? A lot of those kinds of issues, right? Like they may not have the documents required to be able to open a bank account in their own name. So how do we sort of cater to that? And so that always impressed me. We tried to work around those for you know a while, but um, eventually i think at uh, this one time like anima sort of called me and i thought she's just repicking up one of the threads and she's like yeah. listen i'm not i'm not here to talk about the partnership but do you want to come work with us oh wow. wow and i was like i was such a fan that it instantaneously made sense um so i was like i i definitely want to discuss this more and uske baad like i think initially because i was based in Islamabad at that point in time um and initially she was like okay we'll do a new products and innovation and strategy kind of role and you can work remotely from islamabad um and i was just by chance in karachi and came in and met her and like by the end of that meeting i was like listen i'm in uh and also if we want to do this right i don't think it can be done remotely from islamabad so i'm moving and i think initially she thought like has she like is this person for real like has she lost it like who does this uh, I, I I think Shushu may like I'm pretty sure like Anima was a bit like taken aback also and like wondering like hey, but this can't be for real like she's just like a bit just Joshi Kabut making but but that's how much it made sense to me right and like so coming to the main thing like why it made sense to me is like yeah like uh, over fifty percent of our population is women 
mm-hmm. yet only 7% is financially included right uh 19% of all loans go to women only in pakistan and like we're we're big on lending like there's a lot of lending yeah. borrowing happening over there um but only 19% of those loans go to women and agar aap sme sector mein bhi dekh lo to sme sector mein it's only 3% of sme kind of loans go to women and you know for a fact being you know, sort of like with you know having worked with and talked to a lot of these players is because there's a lot of sme businesses that are women led and there's a lot of acceleration yeah. happening and they can but you know a lot of those programs are supporting them but yet formal finance ke andar se they're still excluded so these are some of the really abysmal kind of you know uh, figures that we and nobody is like you said truly solving for them hamari bahut arse tak i think like uh, the idea of inclusion was unfortunately that will pink label things right and it will be like a pink bus se leke a pink yes. like you know sort of advert or a pink like atm card um and the new pink labeling is like having a account that is called shugufta account or like you know female sounding name account um and that's it like that you know and they'll be like okay a little bit of lower deposit or no deposit mm-hmm. requirements but it's not truly solving for the use cases right mm-hmm. um uh in, in even within the fintech space like a lot of the fintechs in pakistan are also solving for and not to say that's not a big enough problem but they're solving for um you know sort of payment solutions mm-hmm. right अब सात परसेंट औरतों के बैंक अकाउंट्स हैं वो पेमेंट सोल्यूशंस की तो एम्बेट में से ऑलरेडी and at the same time we know for a fact like in you know so in 2018 when Iran was starting off like um the founding team at that point in time when they did kind of research uh roskas like you said is it's very localized because it's very indigenous so it's across developing countries mm-hmm. but it is very it shows up in very indigenous ways like so it's not how many dcs or committees were like that it's like indigenous to pakistan as well but there's like variations in turkey egypt china across the world right but it it shows up in very unique flavors in a lot of these places so roskas is very very indigenous or like bcs or committees as we call it is very indigenous to you know sort of pakistan and about 41% of um 41% of pakistanis at that time uh, were actually engaging in committees to be able to meet their financial needs savings and borrowing yeah. um or now this this figure goes up to like you know sort of 60% 60% of pakistanis are relying on this informal um informal you know sort of market and the market opportunity is like about 52 billion dollars annually oh my god and this is just for pakistan right like i'm talking about like it, it's it's just mind blowing mm-hmm. um and it's all done very informally mm-hmm. um and traditionally in like you were mentioning right like the committees that we kind of grew up in um but but the thing with that also was like you have to really trust the people that you're with there's a lot of hassle of managing it and all of that in recent times i'm i'm sure you're aware like when there was like this 52 million um jo hai wo fraud bhi hua tha mm-hmm. like this woman who started it off 
um, running these committees. And then I think at a certain point in time, it's just she was trying to manage one with another with a yeah. third cycle and it blew up. And so it became like a, a huge fraudulent case, right? Like, and the problem with that is in traditional in traditional committees, there's no, unless you're doing it with your family, there's no uh, financial transaction cut record, right? Because it's always done in cash. You're not really getting an invoice. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not really getting, um, you know, some, some, some kind of trail. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you're putting a lot of that, you know, sort of trust in that. So we, we, we were solving for that kind of problem, right? Like with be, having it on an app, A, they, like Oran is essentially, we all often joke like Oran in itself is the committee mm -hmm. auntie. Yeah. We're the auntie that manages all the bar, right? Um, so, so, so we, it's like, it's without the, you know, sort of intervention of a middle party and a lot of it is done digitally. So that there's invoicing, there's a trail that kind of, um, is attached to it as well. Um, and then it's just about like, like in traditional, you have to either, you know, sort of pull out through a lottery system, what month you'll get in or have to really negotiate it with Iran. That's not the case. You get the money in the month that you want it for whatever, right? Like, okay, um, December is one of those like sort of hotspot months because a lot of weddings are happening. Yes. So a lot of people are doing committees for it. Yeah. But the but the really interesting thing with you know then committees is like it's not just a one time thing. Like people are financing everything from their you know sort of uh, you know deliveries of their children. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially like talking about women, right? Like so, deliveries of children, um, all the way to like when they're in school, all the way to all the way to like okay, your first car, down payment or other things, right? Like it's it's you know that once you, it's not a need that kind of goes away, and a lot of these people will either not get traditional loans because the requirements are so rigid. Um, that they're excluded, especially for women, right? Like, if you're a housewife, then you don't have a salary document, you don't have a bank, sometimes not even bank accounts, right? Like, so, so you have to prove that uh, or give that kind of proof to be able to, you know, sort of get any kinds of loans. So the loans are, again, in name of your husband, father, some male guardian, and you kind of lose control of that money, right? Like, it's often used as that kind of tool of control as well. So you don't get access to this. Um, and at the same time, if you do qualify, then obviously you have to pay really high markup rates. And aajkal to policy rate be itna high, like borrowing is expensive, all right? And this is exactly the economy that you need access to finance in as well. Um, so a lot of these, you know, sort of um, things is like committees becomes a very much, you know, sort of, not only more convenient or and cheaper alternative, but also like one of the places that you will be able to yeah. um, get fin financing through when everything else kind of does not include you is not solving for you, um, and that's and that's why I think women were really really important. We know for a fact in our research that you know eighty percent of household budgets in Pakistan are managed by women. Yes. Yet they might not be earning as much like the formal participation, at least I think workforce may urban centers like tier one, tier two, um, and maybe like some tier three cities. It's like about I think they they say women's urban employment participation is around 10 percent or something like that. So it's very low. Yeah. So you don't have necessarily your own money, but you are the budget minister. 
for mm-hmm. your house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're you're often squirreling, they're often squirreling away money uh, and doing that. So it it, were, it was about solving for the access of finance um mm-hmm. for you know this this segment that's completely been ignored and left out and yet it's such a significant um part of um, our population and also we know that when women have access like research has shown this over and over when women have access to finance they not only make better decisions for their households but also the community around them right um yet even to this day i think like uh Nimaki, very powerful story of like why she got involved into this she wanted to like she'd come back from uh canada and she wanted to open a bank account and obviously did not have all of the requirements job and uh and like the person just essentially said like Aapne account khol, she was she was getting married and she was like Aapko i to this day like you know when i go sometimes to you know sort of file my income yeah. return taxes like you know my the they will recommend like Aapne ye file karne? Aapke assets bhi nahi like don't don't file for income taxes right so women are treated with this and aap kya kare aap to hobbies hi kar rahi hain aapko na file karne ki taxes zarurat hai na aapko bank account ki zarurat hai um i know for a fact like to this day uh i cannot be a guarantor on my father's loan application because i'm a woman and there's no like you know the laws have changed around this but a lot of times it's the you know, sort of staff that's dealing with you as well. Them not being women makes that kind of difference as well. Yeah. They've interpreted you as being untrustworthy, even though in within microfinance, in our case as well, women are better repairs of loans or any such kind of things. But for some reason, they're just not trustworthy enough. So, you know, they'll always be like, you know, like, aapka koi beta nahi hai. I'm like, no, unke beta se zyada kamati like, why, why do I, why can't I sign on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so these 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 are some of the realities that we're kind of living in, and that's that's why you know the mission made so much sense to me. And you know, like it's really really important to acknowledge that like Halima, me, um, you know, you we're privileged, right? We still have access to a lot of these tools, and yet still we're being denied. So can you just imagine like what what's mm-hmm. happening? Bottom, bottom of the barrel or to a housewife, right? Like, of course, 7% financially included because they'll go yeah. um, and they'll be denied a bank account or like, you know, they'll it'll all be about like, you don't have document, you don't need And then it's like, it's a lot of times, right? Like for uh, perhaps banks also, right? Like they, they assume that this is not going to be a high value or like high transaction volume account. So why do like, it's like, it's just a num like, it's just an account I'm opening. So there's not that kind of incentive maybe. Uh, but a lot of it is just our, you know, sort of how we've been socialized. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really, really interesting with, and we get this question a lot, right? Like when we say Quran is women first, that doesn't mean that we're women only. Yeah. It just means that we are solving primarily keeping in mind the barriers that women face when it comes to, you know, sort of um, financial access and access to capital. Um, and what's really interesting is, um, and I mean, it's a no-brainer, but like people get really surprised when you design with keeping the barriers of women in mind, you're actually coming in the end to a product that's much simpler for everybody to use. 
So we have a very healthy population of you know uh, men who are like almost like you know uh, men who are also coming in and doing committees with Iran because the process is just so simple and because those barriers have gone away it's just a better better financing product for everybody wow. yeah i think for me but that what matters a lot here is that you guys aren't just building a platform but that you are really tackling a mindset shift in the country because it, which is very deep rooted it is cultural we've been brought up this way jab committee ka naam hame aata hai it's really like affiliated only to women in a sense right ki sirf aurte hi you know like committee auntie never heard of a committee uncle <laughs> for some reason. which is insane because you know what like actually uh, right now a lot of you know these like uh, retail or like sort of kiana stores like businesses inki yeah. sabse high net worth um you know sort of uh, committeean chalti hain boliyan lagti hain ki like kis slot pe kya hoti hai and it, these are all run by men as well so like men do it just as much but yeah. like it's associated yeah, yeah. it's traditional and it's associated with like you know yeah, sitting at home don't have much need to do something so i'm running a committee just yeah. to keep my stuff occupied which is not <laughs> true. true um but again like i think ki that that's also like looking at it it was also about making sure ki yeah, this 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 thing exists people understand this form of financing yep. um a lot a, it's been going around for a long time but it's not just for a sp- specific uh, either like socioeconomic segment or like you know sort of gender based segment or any of those things but it's actually a tool that households Mm-hmm. used to you know change the trajectory of their life yeah. but again like you know keeping in mind like particularly solving for women that may not get access to any of this um right. if they were going to traditional places sure. right because in use cases ke liye nahi ban raha but i think mary nazar mein pata hai nisha this is one thing that i really want to hear more about is in terms of when uran was starting off right um how did you guys build the trust in the segment of your audience because pehli cheez when you're talking about the kiryana store right if a woman goes there she might not go there alone hamesha koi na koi saathi hota ya to koi bhai ya to you know your father or your husband and then whatever committees that people were doing traditionally you knew those people and they were sort of you know like ek background check aapka hi aapke husband ya aapke again you know the family ka pura hota hai Uh, and you can only things that are trusted by the men in your family right so how did that sort of mindset shift come about with an online platform and then building that trust not just with the women of the family but also you know bringing the men on board kiar it is a verified uh, platform where it's safe to invest money like invest in a committee like that and it's open for everybody men and women both but of course women first so one of the things that has been really important that was again like i was saying it, it was um, that it's an indig- indigenous product and yeah. people understand it so when you're trying to go and talk talk about it like people are very clear about aap kya baat kar a lot of times financial sector mein khaas taur pe things get lost in jargon and complicated yes. and a lot of times and especially women like because we've not been equipped with that language we'll mm-hmm. just be like okay i don't understand this this is why i'm not you know sort of participating and that's also why like you mentioned men come into play as well like mm-hmm. among other things it's just they go out and speak to 10 other mm-hmm. people jinhone shayad suna hua hoga kisi cheez ke bare mein they have more more exposure in that sense so that's why like you know the deferment will be like may already same hi bhi hongi ki yaar acha kuch galat na ho jaye and that's that's how that 
So I think having a product that was very, you know, sort of indigenous and like within the DNA of people, that really, that really helped. Um, and I think that's what is key in, in any, you know, sort of fintech space specifically and in developing countries specifically to, you know, build that, take that as a brand brand. And then I think it was a lot of like the team that was, um, you know, sort of like the founding team, they, they did a lot of work of doing community building, mm. going to people, talking to them. So a lot of that has to happen. It can't just be, uh-huh. again, like you said, it's a mindset shift. Uh, we're also in terms of a mindset, mind, mindset shift in terms of Pakistan is still one of those places where cash on delivery, for example, is king, right? Yeah. So up to like, you know, maybe like 85% to 95% of all transactions online will be like, we want to see a thing before we pay for it. We, we don't like prepaying for things. Um, it's changing. It's becoming better, but it's still one of those places where like, you know, um, so paying online to somebody um, and you're not knowing anything about them, that becomes a bit of a challenge, but it's a lot about for the first um, you know, yeah, it was a lot about going to people, building that community, talking to them, um, you know, sort of doing the end-to-end ourselves, mm-hmm. really building that kind of trust and like um, in us as a, in, in the people as a team and then the organization and then also being SECP registered, right? Like yeah. making sure that we had all of the documentation and were able to, you know, sort of do that. And then truly solving a use case. And I think from there, what becomes really important is your your first, you know, sort of supporters or first customers or first buyers, then it starts kind yeah. of uh, multiplying, that. right? Like they, they become ambassadors for yes. you. Like if, you know, so, so really it was a lot about you know, sort of going out, doing the community building, addressing those concerns and then giving um, experience that not only was very, you know, sort of seamless and um, really, you know, sort of convenient and um, but also addressed their needs. Um, their exact pain points in a way and then the, the, the rest is just like they'll be your ambassadors and they'll do the Japanese for you um, so I think that's that's how the team kind of started and I know like initially Joe stories we something off um, the team it was just very hands-on approach community mm-hmm. building has been a big a huge part of it and to this day right like we have a community on uh, Facebook with their groups on WhatsApps where women come and you know sort of mm-hmm. talk about money management, other things, things that around that ask each other questions, yes. ask us questions mm-hmm. um, and having that kind of safe space. I think that really made a lot of difference. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I feel like word of mouth is the strongest in Pakistan. I don't know about other markets, but just that our word of mouth, like it happens in Pakistan, seriously. <laughs> I think so. I think because it's also, um, I think, it's because there's so little information available elsewhere that you right. can truly trust as well, right? Like data or the credit bureau, like information is hard to come by, right? It's not publicly available. It's not credible. Uh, everybody, you know, says anything. And also like with, we know that the internet can use use be used a lot for misinformation as well so i think what what makes us feel very safe is that kind of you know sort of word of mouth like you see you see they tried and tested mm-hmm. here, well, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. and especially people that we trust right like so so those kinds of people that we look up to matter a lot because i think i'm kafi um to say like we we trust in personalities and authentic figures yeah. um and i think it's a very human nature kind of thing to yeah. look at somebody yeah. who's done something and learn from their experience and replicate yeah. it but also like by nature of this product it's a very community driven product mm-hmm. right like people come together and do it like then households are involved in maybe mm-hmm. you know one brasca um in uske gird sari planning ho rahi hoti hai so there is a communal aspect to mm-hmm. uh two committees that you know that that was that is important to the customer and that was important for us to also kind of replicate mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. एक और initiative जिस पर मैंने लाजमी आज बात करनी है अनुषा is the new initiative which is study now pay later. Uh, it's very interesting My and name. I wish ये पहले होता जब हम लोग पढ़े थे honestly. Oh God, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, for all the students watching Pakistan, uh, I think this is going to be you know one part that you should not miss out. Please, so go ahead, Anusha, all yours. absolutely so i think the like snpl is very very close um to my heart and again mm-hmm. like you know like i say like i often end up working in things that were either a pain point for me or uh people around me or i thought like i i, I somehow have always ended up work, like solving for that problem yeah. and so this was a problem that i faced right like um semester fees dena jo hai uh, in us zamane mein mushkil hota tha ab to like aasmano ko chuni like the fees and structure especially like sometimes like even school like primary school and oh secondary God. school yeah fees are twice what we used to pay for universities and quite comparable to what you're getting at a university degree and so it blows my mind sometimes even admission fees i'm just like kya ho raha hai there like what is going on admission like what's happening <laughs> crazy, crazy so affordability is really becoming like much True. much more affordable it was even back then right like my like i remember like at the time that i was in undergrad मेरी अंडरग्रेड की फीस होती थी मैं भाई ओ लेवल्स में था ओ लेवल्स इज ए लेवल्स इज ऑलवेज एक्सपेंसिव सो आई यूज टू नोबडी सेड एनीथिंग बिकॉज़ वी डोंट वांट आवर स्पेशली आवर डॉटर्स टू नो कि लाइक अच्छा फाइनेंसेस के कुछ मसले हैं बट आई कुड फील स्ट्रेस राइट um so study now pay later was just like one of those things that i wish like i wish exactly like kitab hota i would i would be the first customer yeah, yeah. so they really literally like kind of bothered something that that was their pain point yeah. um but Uh, but how it kind of you know sort of started in like part of my journey with donan was also like you know really looking after like product innovation and how could we you know sort of diversify or use the original committees our flagship product um and be able to serve a lot more of our customers needs um and so what we realized at that point in time like about like you know year and a half um two years ago was um key education was one of the biggest was among the bigger use cases yeah. um that people were using to save um to you know saving in committees for so was semester fees exam fees in season clicker then this was about like you know sort of 30% of our uh, audience was using committees but the thing with that is also very few um you know sort of very few i think households are financially savvy enough that they're pre-planning their finances enough that they know ki ab ek saal mein admission aana hai ya 6 mahine mein admission aana hai so we should start doing that but also then the 
the economy started changing so much that now you don't even have that kind of you know sort of access uh, access cash available to yeah. be able to plan that much ahead or save that much ahead. Uh, so you know, so that's the, that's where we really started. Okay, this is a gap, um, and committees are serving um, some part and will always do. But they, there's something that can be improved within this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we were very clear always that we we want to be a very responsible financial institution. So we never want to you know sort of over in debt our households and put yeah. them into this kind of uh, cycle mm-hmm. but like being able to you know sort of get access to finance to be able to cer- get certain um things hit certain milestones that are actually investments into your future yeah. and education is exactly one of those things it changes the trajectory of your future your household's future um, so, so it was very close to, you know, uh, our hearts to be able to, you know, sort of solve for that. Um, and we've, you know, kind of iterated on that, tested with, we piloted over the last year with um, two universities, IBA and Zhaudin University. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, essentially the way that the product works is um, you, we get into partnerships with universities and then students can apply to Iran directly. We do certain due diligence mm-hmm. um, with the students themselves and then we pay the university directly the outstanding dues. And then students can pay us back uh, throughout their semester in either three months, six months, or sometimes if you need a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of runway time in 10 installments essentially um so it's 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 to you know sort of it's it, it's been designed keeping in mind households that mm-hmm. have multiple children um yeah. you know, sort of in yeah right now in, in schools or universities uh, or you know sometimes uh, students that are doing freelance jobs um and you know sort of doing tutoring on the side and they may not be able to afford that entire chunk but they they want to be more financially independent and be more financially savvy and be able to you know sort of pay it in installments so it's been designed with those people in mind and i think like at iran what's really, really important to us is like we we truly believe that no major chunk of your money should be invested in or like tied up in one major expense at a time mm-hmm. Makes sense. that's that's just not how uh financial wellness is achieved or how you should be going through your finances right like you should be able to do every month household cash flow is like you're being able to maintain lifestyle for a certain yeah. Yeah. time as well right like if 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 it is if you want to be able to go and afford a Tim Hortons coffee, mm-hmm. your budget should be able to work for you, right? Like in certain yeah. senses, yeah. Um, and you should be, you should just be making, you know, kind of smart decisions like that. Or, um, and kuch apka rainy day yeah emergency fund mein jana chahiye, kuch invest ho hona chahiye, and then some of, you know, some will just be like, you know household expenses that you can't do and then education on top of that for your children um so instead of paying that whole like you know right now like um, a semester fee can range anywhere from like one eight one lakh rupees pakistani to all the way to six or seven lakh rupees yeah at some of the institutions right um and so to to take it all out in one go and just put it all in it throws the entire household into mm-hmm. havoc um, so that's one of the pieces. And the other pieces is really like, we truly believe that 
आपकी एक तो जेंडर बेस्ड पे डिफरेंसेस इन फाइनेंशियल एजुकेशन एंड देन जस्ट जनरली राइट लाइक स्टूडेंट्स के टाइम कोई बताता नहीं है दीस रियल वर्ल्ड काइंड ऑफ लेसंस राइट um एंड सो यू 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 इफ यू आर लाइक मी यू आर गोइंग टू एंड अप इन योर फर्स्ट जॉब एंड स्टंबल थ्रू अ लॉट ऑफ रियली बैड फाइनेंशियल डिसीजंस एंड देन रियलाइज ओके दिस इज नॉट क्वाइट वर्किंग आउट एंड लाइक फॉर लाइक 6 मंथ्स आई वाज जस्ट लाइक वेयर इज माय पे And salary yeah. going. What am I doing? Like I don't even know where. No, I was in the same boat. I was exactly in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, you learn by doing because True. nobody's taught you these things. True. You know, nobody has talked to you about these things. So it's very important to us that the account or like you know the sort of uh, the person that we're you know sort of um, engaging with is the student themselves. Uh, so they make the decisions. in um in partnership with their parents mm-hmm. but we're we're teaching a lot of like that money management um to them and giving that kind of financial independence as well it might be that your parent or a guardian is the one that's paying in but around will communicate with you so you learn to manage and communicate mm-hmm. with that kind of so, so it was really important around that as well yeah. um and it's been really interesting right like with uh, with education also we've learned there's a lot of hang ups in terms of getting financing because there's a concept of like khudari and pride and yeah. like we'll only engage in this if we need it mm-hmm. um and we'll we'll be making some really bad decisions household level wise or otherwise mm-hmm. with our money just to not be able just to not be you know, sort of viewed as like okay this is kind of hard for me where it's very different in developed countries right like yeah. there's multitudes of options available for student financing um and it's it's like usually the first go to that mm-hmm. you kind of check out yeah and i think one thing that i really want to address here anusha is that when i did talk about this with a couple of students in my circle and i think there's one thing that we started talking about as well in the intro call here there's this question around um the SNPL being sharia compliant or not and i think this is one question that will probably come up even after this episode <laughs> i really want you to address it um because absolutely. i think it's really important yes absolutely and i think like it's it, it, this is a really kind of you know opportune moment for me to just like go into some of the salient product features as well <laughs> but yes uh, uh, SNPL is 100% sharia compliant and we've worked really hard um i can understand why there's skepticism because there isn't a product that is um really you know sort of uh, similar to this that is also yeah. sharia compliant right because students have never been a use case for the you know sort of uh, financing sector anyways mm-hmm. because they're not the ones in paying back or there are other options available um but so the way that it works is like the concept of um, rental agreement it works like a sub rental agreement um so the university uran and the student they they're into uh, you know sort of three way tripartite contract mm-hmm. um and the university is the service provider and ran is the payments fee support service partner um and so we it's almost like in a very crude way um us buying the services or buying the course load and being able to you know sort of sell it back that's the concept that it's kind of built on the mm-hmm. uh, um and how it's sharia compliant uh we do have a sharia certificate that's available on all of our website and all of that um and i think like we we highly encourage 
um, people, if they, they still have skepticism to, you know, sort of get in touch with our Sharia advisory board as well and have conversations with them. Uh, but what we realized was that we, this is really, really important to mm-hmm. the student body yeah. as well, right? Like the product being Sharia compliant and especially with certain things, right? Like that, I think that are, um, you know, sort of investments in our future, like your first home or your education. Yeah. Um, I think it's even more important for people that it is Sharia compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so like, you know, apart from that, like some of the other things or the ways that it works uh, is the product in itself is like, it, it takes us just seven working days um, from the application coming in to actually making the decision and dispersing the amount to your university. Um, so it's not very lengthy um, mm-hmm. and, or like doesn't take months. There's no like, you know, sort of heavy, interview requirements, there's no merit or need-based requirements. So we're merit and need blind. Yeah. Um, as long as there's affordability and ability to pay, you yeah. can enroll in Makes SNPL. Sense. Makes sense. Wow. Okay. So this brings <laughs> me to, thank you so much for sharing all of this, Anusha. Like seriously, I'm so oh, because honestly, I think um, your journey, again, you know, like I said in the beginning, it speaks volumes of the efforts that you've done, the initiatives that you've been involved in, the initiatives that you started yourself, everything has been very much youth-led, female empowerment. Like, it's just like, you know, like the two themes of everywhere that you work at, you know, and it's amazing, mashallah. So I think, which is also what brings me to an announcement <laughs> for the people who are going to watch this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Oran and Investing at 25 are going to be moving into a partnership inshallah inshallah uh, which i'm truly honestly super excited about one because uran really stands for the values that i personally really align with um, and i think like you mentioned you know money management emergency funds how to handle your finances on rainy days how to handle your finances on good days as well right we don't have that knowledge at home and i think that's what i had to go through as well exactly like you mentioned ke, you know humne kar kar ke sikha hai. <laughs> like what you know like where has all the money gone paycheck to paycheck how do you create secondary incomes how do you manage that money how do you invest in pakistan how do you save money so i think all of these questions will be addressed inshallah in uh, the future collaboration that we'll be working on yes so i'm we're, excited. we're really excited about it yes absolutely 100 i and i think you really uh really you know sort of nailed it down like the values that we're working with in terms of yeah. just really um i think with what's always been really inspiring for me in the work that you're doing it's just it's it's about investing time energy and money yes um and yeah. you know sort of really you know sort of going into that because what you'll find is a lot of uh end all your be all money either we're trying to make more yeah. of it save more of it worrying about it or not so mm-hmm. i think it's really important but unfortunately we get handicapped by not having that kind of information and i think with this partnership mm-hmm. like some of the service provision stuff that we're doing and some of the you know sort of um you know just overall uh connecting all the players and getting like the that kind of right educational content out there i'm really really excited because it's okay. going to be really cool Awesome. No, thank you so much. I am so happy. Honestly, the first call that we had, I was like super excited and it still remains. And I'm sure that again, you know, inshallah in the journey ahead, we're going to do amazing stuff together. Uh, but always rooting for you guys. I love Ron. I love what you guys do. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can continue this on this new trajectory that we're both going to be on. So thank you for coming on. Thank, the show. thank you.